Are you ready to be loved? Today I'm with Nicole C. Mullen, Diana Nepstad, Heather Lindsay, and Bianca Oltoff, and we're taking aim at the issues that try to keep our hearts bound in chains. Come on, let's talk about it. So I want to talk about trust issues today. I feel like this is a big issue with many women in general. Um, I feel like our greatest need is security, right? To feel safe. And um, I was adopted at the age of six months, but I had some trauma that happened to me beforehand. And so um, I ended up just seeking all these really bad relationships for value and worth throughout my life. And so I get into relationships as a teenager. I'd cheat on my boyfriend, he would cheat on me. We were just a disaster. It was just so bad. Then I found Christ and I was like, like wait, hold on, fornication is wrong? I didn't know that. I called it fornification. <laughs> You know what I mean? So then I have all this baggage that I'm carrying yeah. with me that I'm like believing God that I'm healed from, set free. Then I meet my husband. We wait to kiss until our wedding day. Yeah. A year and eight months, right? So you would think that I'm going into marriage with like, oh, all these great, you know, no trust issues, everything's fine. No, I dragged all the baggage that I had with me into my marriage. My husband would be like, I'm going to get a haircut. And I'm like, who's at the barber shop? Like, he's like, my barber. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm being a crazy person. And I would go through his phone that first year of our marriage. And he would be like, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm with you 24 seven. We work together. We, we do everything together at this little house. And so I had to go overcome that barrier. And what worked for me is one day I remember just, I remember the Holy Spirit telling me, like, I'm, I love you so much. Like, your identity is in me. It's not in yeah. who abandoned right, you. It's right. not in who rejected you. Right. It's not in those things. And I had to learn that, like, I'm not going to be a crazy person. I'm not going to spend my whole life right. in bondage to my past and who I used to be. So I've learned that I can't charge my husband for the people that hurt me from my past. It, it, I can't do that. And granted, I might have some baggage, but there's some things that I need to take to the Lord that my husband can't heal. Yes, my husband has been a great part of my healing, especially with dealing with like abandonment and rejection. But some of the baggage that I carried with me, only the Lord can heal that stuff that's going on in my heart. So my husband is great. He's a great leader, great priest over our household, but he's not going to solve all my problems and make me whole. That's not even possible. So I've learned that, you know, I can't hold my, you know, my past over my husband's head and say, well, you need to be more like this. No, I want him to be who God called him to be. So I surrendered my, my marriage to the Lord and I said, God, here it is. I'm no longer going to be a crazy person. I, I give it to you and I surrender it to you. And then I remembered I'd have those thoughts come up, like go through his phone. And it's like, he'd give me no reason to yeah. look at his yeah. phone. I was just being crazy. <laughs> and I'd say, no, he's not my past. He's yeah. not my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's my husband and he's yeah. a godly man and he's a good man. So I had to fight back with the word of God and open up my mouth and say, no, I'm going to pass this test. Yeah. And then I watched our marriage change. Wow. Like mm -hmm. I watched literally the enemy stopped attacking me in that very area because I wasn't giving in to every yeah. desire or urge to yeah. be crazy. Yeah. I think that there is this, I mean, this is a huge conversation that's not being addressed, but it's yeah. it's barriers to intimacy. We want to yeah. be known, we want to be trusted, we want to trust someone, but without even realizing there's barriers that we are aware of or unaware of. You had a high level of self-realization, yeah. but there are sometimes we're in relationship with people where they're not aware yes. of some of the barriers that they too possess. And so yeah. my husband and I have spoken openly about this and he is totally okay with me saying this, yeah. but our first year of marriage was so incredibly difficult. Heather, like yourself, I was a virgin when I got married. Well, I was a virgin when I got married, but I did kiss my, my husband before we were married. Don't judge me, right. don't right. judge me, don't judge me. But we waited and we did everything right. Wow. So I That's thought, right. you know, yeah. Songs of Solomon, it's yeah. all good. Like we waited, we didn't 
everything, everything's gonna be just heavenly and perfect. But I, I was wife 2.0 for him, so he was divorced. And he had worked through so many issues, pastoral counseling, even some great godly therapy and yeah. counseling. But he was unaware of some of the baggage that was coming into our marriage. And at one point I turned to him and I said, I cannot pay for the sins of your ex-wife. In my first year of marriage with my husband, Matt, we were experiencing some pretty severe tension. Not only have I stepped into the stepmother role and became a wife, I had moved locations, I had moved vocations, and I had moved churches. My whole life was in flux. But then I started noticing these things. It almost felt like a sense of a lack of trust. Now, in my husband's previous marriage, there was infidelity multiple times. What I didn't know then, and I was beginning to recognize these hints of, was a level of distrust. So in one, shall we say, heated moment of fellowship, uh, we were going back and forth with some pr pretty strong words and it just hit me. I believe it was the Spirit of God, but I had said, hey, I need you to know that you are safe. I need you to know that I love you. I need you to know that I'm never gonna leave you or abandon you or cheat on you, but I cannot pay for the sins of your first wife. That changed our relationship. So if you yeah. have a high level of self-awareness yeah. and you can yeah. have a Holy Spirit conversation, amazing. But can we be open enough with people that we have built relationship with right. that if they say that there is a trust issue, it yeah. might be a barrier that's inhibiting us from opening ourselves up or being known, which is the core of what we want. Yeah. We want to yeah. be known, mm -hmm. seen, and loved for yeah. the totality of who we are. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Especially with trauma, it's hard. It's, for someone who has suffered trauma, like either your husband has been kind of raked over the coals, and right. you know, as far as safety, yep. as far as, you know, someone who's been adopted and you've yeah. suffered trauma, I think people like myself and like us, um, when it comes to trauma, it hits a vulnerability and it's hard to talk about it at times because we're not sure if it's a safe place yeah. to talk about it. But when you're in the context of marriage, it was even challenging for me to be honest with my stuff, my baggage, my load. Um, and so uh, needless to say, just to uh, share like a little snapshot, my husband and I, we were sitting in the car before we even contemplated um, getting married and we just talked about our past. Mm. We were, I wanted to be honest. I wanted to yeah. share my life. And so, ooh. When you cry, everybody cries. We all cry yeah, all with like, you. I, I love her so much. I can't cry, I'm sorry, I don't wanna miss it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's when you're honest with your stuff. It's one thing to say and have this, you know, like couch, type of conversation, but when you're face to face with the person that you love, mm -hmm. that you're gonna do life with for a long period of time, yeah. it's a whole nother yeah. story. Yeah. Going through sexual past, history, abuse. Mm -hmm. It's real. And there are so many people that they feel like if I share the good, bad, and the ugly, the ugly you're gonna get stuck on, mm -hmm. and I don't think we'll have a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful that there are people in our lives that were willing to risk that vulnerability, that they accept it, and then they walk with you in that journey. Because you know, marriage is not the apex of our of our life. It's it's just another process that we're going through. So as as someone who has overcome so much, I'm here to encourage you that you can have healthy a healthy sex life, you can have a healthy marriage, you can raise healthy kids because I've experienced the touch of Jesus in my own life. 
And so if you've struggled with identity issues, whether you struggled with intimacy issues, I'm here to tell you that Jesus not only heals, you know, an illness, a sickness, he also heals in these areas as well, the private parts that hardly anyone gets to see. When, you know, the Lord kind of moves the black curtain uh, over our lives and he goes beyond the veil and he begins to see some of these inner workings of, of intimacy. And that was my story. Through the course of the years of our marriage, the trust was built, yeah. the intimacy was built, some of the things, the hangups, even the stuff that I was, you know, stonewalling emotionally, physically, even in the most intimate moments that we were, I was able to bypass that and press through and God met me there. And so when it comes to safety, security, vulnerability, it's a real thing. It's a real conversation that I don't think many, many women understand that it's, it's a risk relationship is a risk. Intimacy is a risk. You know, finding new friends within our world is a risk. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, little by little, you begin to, you know, make ways of, of just building that intimacy, that vulnerability, and seeing that it's a safe place for people to grow and, and flourish and thrive. You know, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a step of faith. All of that is a step of faith to go ahead and, and share and to just trust God yeah. and to, to guard your heart, but yet be able to be in that vul vulnerable state of sharing yeah. um, things. You know, my husband and I, um, you know, I was a pastor's daughter and, and wanted to save everything before marriage and had prayed that God would save my husband. And, mm. you know, and so a lot of the things that I had even prayed for weren't answered. Yeah. And um, I remember that the trust factor was huge with me. Yeah. And I lived in my own private, um, and I've never shared this, um, my own, I, I made hell in my brain mm. for myself. Wow. You know, and I remember my husband looked at, at me one day and he said, you act like I was just having a big party. And he said it was the worst time of my life. Mm. You know, and he said, you have no idea the pain and the hurt. And it, that changed my whole perspective. And I thought, here, I've been putting my husband through hell yeah. for the last couple of years, the first years of our marriage, and just that in that area. Yeah. And um, all because of what was going on in my brain, yeah, you know, in yeah. my mind. Yeah. The biggest battlefield we have is right here. <laughs> it's between our ears. And I think we make life so difficult for, for, for ourselves by just not taking all of those thoughts captive. Like Jesus said, he said, casting down all thoughts and imaginations, things that are against the knowledge of God, things that aren't true. Sometimes we just dwell on things that aren't even true, things that the enemy tries to put into our minds that stop us and make us mad or, or just try to choke off the life um, that God has for us. Um, so I think we can make a private hell for ourselves and to be able to release that to God and to be healed on the inside yes. from insecurity huge. or that's a huge thing. And I know so many people have been abused, mm -hmm. you know, and, and to be healed from that. Yeah. We need to be healed from Absolutely. that. 
What do you guys think about therapy? I feel like it's becoming more popular now. It's but powerful. It's right? Christian therapy. I was, yeah, was going to say Christian therapy. <laughs> Christian therapy is very powerful. Yeah. I actually went to a therapist yeah. a few times mm -hmm. because I said, I, I felt like I was fine, mm -hmm. but I, I was like, let me go and make sure because I'm pouring out. We're, yeah. we're all in ministry. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly pouring out all the time, who's pouring back into you? Yes, you right. can go spend time with the Lord, but I think being in ministry, sometimes you get elevated to this level and everybody's like, oh, you're so great. You never go through anything. Mm -hmm. So I went to a therapist a few times. I'm like, talk this Beautiful. out with me, make sure that I'm yep. okay yep. just for upkeep. Yep. But I feel like therapy is a good thing. If you have been through some type of abuse, some right. type of trauma, yep. Yep. if you're adopted, rejected, um, if you're, you know. Betrayal. Betrayal, yep. yes. divorce, mm -hmm. all those Definitely. different things. Yes. Don't fight the battle by yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You need to have a game plan because the enemy is trying to yeah. attack you. Singles need to heal absolutely from their past before pursuing another relationship because you'll you'll bring the hurt with you. Now, I will say this. There are certain hurts, though, that can only be healed in another relationship. So there there's so, certain parts of it that has to be healed prior to. Counseling is great. And that might be professional counseling. It might be pastors. It might be community. Um, but I pray that it would always be godly. But until you heal in certain areas, you won't be able to grow. And I believe that healing always starts with forgiveness. That's giving forgiveness and receiving forgiveness. Giving forgiveness to those who've wronged you and receiving forgiveness in areas that you have wronged someone else. Without that, I don't believe that healing is possible. With that, it's definitely attainable, definitely. And so um, I, I believe as a single that in order to move forward, you have to have these tools, you have to heal. Even Pastor Jimmy Evans, uh, he wrote with another pastor of strength-based marriages. And when you do the tests, he was on praise with us. And just to hear them talk back about who you are on the inside and how you fit together, it just shines light on so many things. And I think that's what therapy can do. It can yeah. shed light on stuff that you just kind of go, huh. Yeah, you're right, you know, and reading good books and... Yeah. A third perspective. Yeah, just something on the outside. Get out of the weeds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What we realized in our first year of marriage mm -hmm. is I wanted to deal with it privately. I didn't want anyone to know that we were having issues. And then my husband's on staff at a church. And I was just like, this is, you know, I, I waited. We did everything right. We shouldn't yeah. have issues. Yeah. And so the first year, I think we silently suffered. And it mm -hmm. wasn't until yeah. I just kind of had pride aside. And it was also stigmatized growing up. It was mm -hmm. like, that's only for ill people. Yeah. Or wow. that's for people right. who, don't, who can't realizing. control. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That and was the perception. That was the perception. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was totally the perception. Yeah. And, and my husband was the one that was like encouraging encouraging me to step in. And I was the wow. one that was reticent to saying yes because I was afraid of public perception. Yeah. Had it not been for the saving grace of Jesus Christ in our marriage <laughs> and a phenomenal counselor that we still love and see for tune-ups and check-ins, yeah. I, I really wonder... Yeah. I wonder if we would be here today married. Mm. Wow. I really do. It was, wow. it was, yeah. it was, we were a blended family. Well, he yeah. had two kids. I had no kids. Right. I'd never married. He had been married. Yeah. I'm moving from LA to Orange County. My life deal. is turned upside yeah. down. Absolutely. So we were, it was blending together. Yeah. It was crazy. And his communication style, my communication yep. style, his love languages, my love languages, his Enneagram <laughs> number, my Enneagram number. It was just like, bye. Ricardo. Oh, yeah. Opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, so many of us, I think, we're trained to write our list and tell it, tell God what we wanted in a man and all that. Well, maybe your list wasn't fulfilled. 
Maybe you got some stuff maybe you didn't have on your list. Yeah, that's not on here, but maybe that's what you got. I think it's so important to see our husbands the way God sees them and to, um, to hone in on those gifts and those talents and um, speak life into the good things that your husband is. Um, God knows more about you than anybody else does. He knew what you needed. God knew what I needed, and He gave me exactly what I needed. But we just needed tools, and counseling provided healthy communication to remove the barriers to the intimacy that we both yeah. really wanted. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Like, when, back to the trust issue really quickly, too, I wanted to say. I think sometimes we forget, even as women, that really you can't put complete trust in anybody, yeah. not a spouse, not a boyfriend, not a fiance. Really, the Bible says, like, curse is he who puts, you know, faith in the arm of the flesh. Mm -hmm. So it really has to be on the Lord. And I think, because some people think that if, you know, they, they go to the worst, what if the worst happens? That's the thing that they fear the most. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they can't trust. What if he leaves me? What if he doesn't like me? What if he rejects me? What if he cheats? What if he beats me? We have all these fears. And I can just say honestly, that even if the worst happens, I've had the worst happen, mm -hmm. God is still there. When it comes to the trust issue, for me, it, it, it has to be rooted in Christ. And this is what I've learned in my umpteen years of doing relationships, some well and not, some not so well, um, is that really until I can place my hope and my trust for real, not just in saying it, but place it for real in the lap, in the hands, in the arms of Jesus Christ, then I can't trust you, small t. Until I can trust him, capital T, I can't trust anyone else. But when I began to trust Him and give Him my heart and my affections and say, okay, I'm giving you my heart this time. I'm not giving it to Him. I'm not giving it to them. I'm giving it to you. And I'm asking you to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. If you get hurt, I'll put you, I'll, I'll heal you, you know? Trust so it makes the Lord with all, all your, your heart. heart. Yes, it comes back to that. Yeah. It really does. It really does. And casting your care onto the Lord. Because I feel like in every season of your life, especially, you know, when you have children yes. and you go through different levels, when you're pregnant, you have the fear, what if I have a miscarriage? Yeah. When your baby gets here, then you worry, what if SIDS happens? And then, yeah. then year one happens. And then it's like, then you go to school and then you worry about the influences. So I just feel like it's an attack from the enemy yeah. to attack us in every season. It so is. if we can learn to grow absolutely, right where we are, where right. God has placed us and develop past those things yeah. that when the test comes, we're like, no, yeah. my God provides all absolutely. the things. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he takes care of my family. Absolutely. With long life, he'll satisfy me, my yes. family, and our children, you know? Yes. So just fighting back with the word and storing it up in your heart. Yes. Like, what ammo do you have to fight back with? It can't be YouTube. I'm no. sorry. It can't be <laughs> Oh, no. Like right. you've got to open up that word, which is a sort of at some point you have to read has that to word. Be the word. <laughs> you got to apply it. Absolutely. Yes. You can't just you can't. And I feel like so many of us, our swords are just kind of in our car that we pick up on our way yeah. Yeah. to church, and we're expecting to be powerful off of some memes on social media. Needless to say, the whole social media has kind of um, amped up on another hundred percent when it comes to our relational bonds. 
So we're given an illusion and not really a, a healthy picture of what real life looks like. And so you have a whole generation of people craving authenticity. We want to be authentic. We want to be genuine. But you're still, you know, addicted to the Kim Kardashian in your world. You're still addicted to, you know, wanting to post everything. You're still addicted to your phone. You're still reaching for, you know, it It just goes to show, like, the health of society right now. We don't know anymore what relationships look like. And so um, I think that's what we're kind of looking and seeing and taking a diagnosis of our community. But I can see that there's a hunger right back either in the local church, either in small groups, either in relationships. You're hungry for real. Will they love me when I take the mask off? Will they love me and not leave when I come with my junk and the trunk and everything that's associated with it? If you dig into God's word and, and get rid of all of these, you know, superfluous things that you are seeing across either social media, you know, uh, the movies that we watch, I, I think pretty much the, uh, the illusion that we give about marriage is pretty saccharine. It's pretty sweet, oh, it yeah. too much, too flowery. Yeah. It's, it's not, not real, real marriage. It's not real. Yeah. yeah not real. And so some of us that have real stories, you know, myself included, it's, it's, it's the bones that make marriage. It's the fight that makes marriage. It's when you're raising kids and you look like a hot mess and you look like you've been wearing your yoga pants for a whole week, right. never yeah. taking a shower because you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, that's marriage. It's yeah. like, it's the hard stuff. So you're, the real you comes out in those hard situations. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're not the, the fluffy saccharine what you see in notebook. Mm. That is not the picture of marriage. I love the book that says uh, marriage isn't to make you happy, it's to make, make you, you holy. holy. Yes. I wanted to throw that I book. know, right? <laughs> that is dumb. Who wrote Burn it? Burn it! fire. <laughs> well, I think marriage, um, to make you holy, boy, it, it works on every part of us. It works on our selfishness. <laughs> it works on our attitudes. It, it works on um, all kinds of things about me, 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 and all of a sudden, it's you, 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 because we're focusing now on somebody else uh, and ourselves, but we have priority, and that is our marriage. Ten years uh, knowing him, eight years married, I right. could say it is sanctification in its highest form. Yeah. It is death to self for yeah. the sacrifice of someone else, and we get to empathize a little bit with Jesus' sacrifice, which yeah. is why this covenant is in the picture of marriage. Right. Jesus is God's covenant yeah. towards us is yeah. a picture of marriage. So, uh, yes, I, I, I don't know, I think I'm holy enough. <laughs> I'm not holy. You're already there. In the act of marriage, you have to die to yourself if you love that other person. Because there's going to be certain things. Maybe you want Chinese food and they want Italian. Maybe, I don't know, hypothetically, your husband wants you to fold laundry immediately and you don't feel like that's your spiritual gift. You know what, you're going to have these moments where you don't want to do what the other person who you love and they love you wants you to do but out of love, you say yes. This is what I refer to as sanctification, is the highest form of oh, marriage, is the highest form of sanctification. We get to love somebody even when we don't want to. So we've had a lot of great dialogue from a marital perspective. What about um, our friends, my friends, I have a lot of single friends in this yeah. season that are like, I'm not married. Yeah. Um, I'd like to prepare my heart if that's what God has for mm -hmm. me. Or how do I even operate with barriers of intimacy within friendships. Mm. Like, so what's your perspective? Are you around single friends? What wisdom and insight can we glean and pass along to our single sisters? 
I always encourage my single sisters to guard your heart against certain men. Now, mm -hmm. the thing is this, especially in the church, mm -hmm. like he's your best friend, but it's mm -hmm. an issue if he starts dating somebody else. You have created a whole life with Johnny and you have your kids' names picked out, but he is looking at somebody else. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I always encourage my single sisters to guard your heart against emotional intimacy with these men. Who is at that guy's side? Is it a girl? Is it a guy? Most, most healthy um, relational bonds happen between men. And it's easy, they're free-flowing. You know, things roll off their shoulders, but with a girl, all of a sudden, this emotional bonds ha bond happens. And so um, we begin to open our hearts, they open their heart, and then all of a sudden this unhealthy connection happens. We begin to fantasize as a girl. It's like, could he be the one? And all of a sudden he's like dating some other girl, and then we have the haterade going on right now in our hearts. So just really, I encourage my single sisters, develop your friendship with your, you know, with your girlfriends. Hang out in big groups with guys, if guys are gonna be coming along too, but I personally think it's very difficult to have a lot of friendships with the opposite sex because I feel like it just confuses things. It yes. does get very yeah. 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 And not every person that's attracted to them yeah. um, is a good catch, if I could put it that Preach. way. You know, just because like you look good and they look chemistry. good and there's chemistry that they're good for you. We put on these goggles that are like, oh, but he's so cute. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's so hot. He may be hot, but so is hell. Right. If Thank he you. Hot emphasis hell, on yes. the age. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. If he doesn't yeah. love Jesus, Absolutely. he will never love you That's in the right. way that you need right. to be loved. Right. And we are compromising and throwing moral scruples and values out the window right. because yeah. the brother's hot yeah. or a brother paid attention we're to you. We're trying to get him right. saved. Yeah. Missionary dating? No. 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 Flirt no. to convert. Does it no. work? To okay. convert. That's it no, I like work. that. That's so right. Our, our standard needs to yeah. be, do they love Jesus? Yeah. Do they have a job? Yeah. Because if they don't have either of those, yeah. <laughs> this is not, it's a recipe for And do they love their mama? And how they love their mama. Because those who don't have good relationships with their mothers, honestly, yeah. have a hard time having a relationship with you. It is only Jesus that can change your heart. So if you have trust issues, lay those at his feet. If you're struggling with different things, don't try to grab onto things to fill the void um, in your heart because it's empty and you'll never be satisfied. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray and I cover anybody that might be just broken right now. Lord, I pray that you're healing them by your stripes. I declare that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I pray, Lord, that they release their past to you, that they let go of it. I pray, Lord, that they're learning to trust again. I pray for discernment. I pray for direction in their life. And I pray, Lord, for restoration. I pray that you're restoring things over their life that have been um, taken away from them, Lord. You are with them and the plans that you have for them are good. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.